The following podcast contains violent themes, coarse language, and gratuitous nudity. (laughs) (laughs) There's no nudity, it's a podcast. Yo, yo, dibbity-doo, this is Gary Lou. Why would you start it? Why <laughs> would you start the podcast with that? Ahoy hoy, my name is Nick. This is Gary. My name is Dante. Why are we here? What are we doing here? We're three mates who met at high school and uh, we are talking about when we tried to kill each other. Well, I mean, we just played a game where we pretended to kill each other. And it got way out of hand. Because essentially, the objective of our game was to sneak up on each other in real life, (laughs) carrying a knife or some other form of weapon, and discreetly pretend to kill one another when no one else was around. So do you guys even remember how we started playing this game? Well, if I'm not mistaken, it was summer 2013, and we were all at work pushing out pedal boats, and... I remember getting into a heated argument with Gary about whether or not Gary would be able to kill me. And Gary was trying to convince me that it would actually be really easy to kill me. I think, like, what I said, like, what I truly meant was that I would have the courage to go through and kill both of you guys. In another sense, I was just trash-talking, calling you guys cowards. Um, Standard work banter Right, right I feel like that's all we did You know Get our toes wet Smack talk your friends You know (laughs) Just a casual summer day (laughs) 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 But um I didn't take particularly kindly to this Because I ain't a little coward So I challenged Gary To an assassin off And I said to him that I bet you five dollars I could kill you before you could kill me. Oh, baby. I didn't want to be left out, so I jumped in too. $15 for me. Well, that's including your own $5. $10 for me. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to point out that when we made this game, we were pretty sure we were making a completely original game that no one else had ever thought of. But it, it does turn out that, you know... There are other people who have, I think, played games similar to this. Yeah, I have heard about different college games and high school games since we've played the game where people have got to like mark each other with a sharpie or some jazz like that. This is way more intense. This was full-fledged breaking into each other's houses, warning our families. Breaking the laws at times. Breaking the law. (laughs) Stakeouts. Oh, I remember um this one time, my stepdad came into my room and like just saying like, oh, there's people outside our house. We should go check it out. And I'm like, oh, it's just these idiots, Dante and Nick, you know. <laughs> and then I was like, I was just like, leave them alone. I'll just like shut the door and just lock it. <laughs> like, that's what I did. That'll get them. It wasn't even them. It was just like, a couple of hooligans, you know, jumping on like the electrical box. And then now, like, my stepdad thinks I'm some kind of pussy. <laughs> 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 it's true. It's all true. 
Um, but yeah, so when we've told people about this, we do often hear about the other variations of different games. But yeah, they do not have this, the same level of fear and anxiety and planning and just insanity that was around this game that we played. How long did it go for? It, it was, was like... three months of our lives we played this game. Three months of constant stress. So to break it down, we came up with a series of rules uh, that this game was going to follow. 28 rules, to be exact. That's a lot of rules. It's true. I think we started with around 20, uh, and then it grew over time. But to go through the rules, which I think is an important part of the story, the first (laughs) rule was you can't kill each other while hanging out or planning to hang out somewhere. That's an important rule. Because otherwise, you could just go, hey man, do you want to come over? And then they'll fall down like a pit hole. And, you know, we would never be able to hang out if that rule wasn't in effect. That was one of my favorite rules because, like, I felt the most safe when I'm hanging out with one of you guys because, like, they can't kill me, obviously. I think that's the thing as well is the second rule was you must allow one hour after hanging out with each other before being able to murder each other again. Yeah, because then you could just be like, all right, see you, man, and then just walk around the house, go in through the back door and stab him 10 seconds later. Um, rule number three, costumes and disguises are definitely allowed and in fact encouraged. I'm a bit disappointed there wasn't more costumes, to I mean, be honest. I mean, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I got really into the trying to hide my appearance. Next rule, the assassin must provide proof the murder was carried out clean and it had to be premeditated. <laughs> you got to elaborate on that one for me. <laughs> well, I think the thing here was, obviously, if you were going to kill somebody in real life, then we don't know because <laughs> we're not professional assassins whether or not we would be able to carry out murder without being caught by the police. But, um, you know, we still had to attempt to make it seem like if we killed somebody within the confines of the game that that person was not going to be found to have been killed by us. Yeah. So it was definitely a very vague rule, you know, like if I killed you and I've got your body, I don't have to just like grind down your teeth and like burn the ashes and then eat the bones or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Eat the bones. What's wrong with this guy? (laughs) Like, you know, if I just like stuff your body in the woods and, you know, make sure there's no... Dante's jacket, you know, I don't wear your jacket and be like, I don't know what happened to Dante. <laughs> right. As long as there's like an escape plan, I think is yeah. what we're trying to say. As long as no one's going to catch you. The fifth rule. The victims must fall limp and attempt to make as little noise as possible <laughs> after they've been murdered to allow the assassin to prove they could have effectively disposed of the body or provide at least sufficient evidence that they could have carried out the murder reasonably clean. Yeah, so once you're dead, obviously you can't make any noises. Uh, Rule six. You can't actually kill anybody. (laughs) Very important rule. Very important rule. What? (laughs) That's the one rule I wanted in there. (laughs) That really should have been rule number one. Rule seven. uh, No teaming up with another player to carry out a joint assassination. Rule number eight. 
Players are allowed to steal intel off of each other. This includes searching through each other's phones. Rule number nine, sharing intel with opposing players is allowed. Well, I guess if like, say I was trying to kill Gary and Gary was trying to kill Dante, but I had information about Dante and I feel like that's when that would come into play. But I don't know if we really utilize that as much as we could have. Right, right. I think I did on occasion tell people things just to prove how much like stalking I had done because <laughs> I was like proud of myself I was like yeah I stood outside Dante's house for three hours last night right what did you do sleep in a bed peasant <laughs> rule 10 if an opposing player is caught stealing intel they must reveal legitimate details about themselves example potential whereabouts for the next 24 hours rule 11 the first player to murder two opposition players wins. Rule number 12. No killing with projectile weapons, including guns, bows and arrows, and throwing knives. Also spears. Yeah, yeah right. You can't forget the spears. Well, I mean, like, obviously we're not very good at throwing knives. Well, I'm speaking for myself, but knowing these two, they're pretty... They're pretty bad at stuff as well. So, like, we can't guarantee a kill with, like, a gun or a... Well, you owned a bow and arrow. But, like, I'm not very accurate with it. And um, that, how do you prove that you would have hit them yeah, right. without physically hitting them with a yeah. knife? <laughs> like, throwing a knife at them or, like, shooting an arrow at yeah. them? <laughs> if you catch an opposing player attempting to assassinate you, they must wait 12 hours before they can strike again. That's rule 13. I feel like 12 hours seems a bit short as a punishment, to be honest. There should have been a bigger time lap or at least like a bigger punishment for what, what, a foul if attempt. If we were going to play again, for example, what would you think is more reasonable? Oh, I reckon like 48 hours. Ooh, like... It's a long time. It gives you more of an incentive to like carefully plan out your attacks instead of just like winging it all the time, right? More time to think about what you've done. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I would go 48 hours, but I do get where you're coming from. It makes uh, attempting to kill somebody more of a big deal. Yeah. And uh, as the game went on, attempts did kind of become a bit willy-nilly. I mean, speak for yourself. I had all these like <laughs> traps drawn out. <laughs> oh, man. Rule 14. When an opposing player is caught attempting to assassinate you, you must immediately notify the third player of the failed assassination so they're aware of the fact the opposing player can't strike again for 12 hours. Pretty straightforward. Uh, number 15. No spawn killing. Once a player has been murdered, they have a four-hour recovery time. I feel like that's fair. That Like, four hours is not much, but... Imagine if you got killed and then four hours later you got killed again. Well, like, that's your fault. You know what I mean? Okay. Why are you so careless? Picture this scenario. <laughs> I get my arm stuck, like, under a fridge or something. And Dante comes into my house, finds me stuck, kills me, leaves me there goes oh gary easy kill over at nick's house why would i'm still stuck under this fridge why is your arm, if your stuck, arm under is stuck under the fridge for four hours why you would i leave you there for four hours 
Well, I don't know. You're a pretty garbage friend. <laughs> I mean, apparently, if I'm leaving, you're stuck under a fridge for four hours. <laughs> well, I mean, that's your own carelessness. Just lift the fridge up, Nick. Um, rule 16. You can't assassinate the same target twice. Okay, so rule 17. And this is a follow-on to the last rule. So even though we said you can't assassinate the same target twice, we did say double kills are allowed even after one of the victims has already been assassinated. Okay, so killing two people at the same time, I think that's so that there's no witness to you killing the other person. It's true. Just to clarify, when we say double kills are allowed as well, that's not members of the public though. Yeah. So if you had, you know, your sister with you, I wouldn't have been able to come and kill you and your sister. Not saying she doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Next rule. Third party participants are only allowed to be involved in gaining intel. They're not allowed to assist or witness the kill. Well, to me, the main point of this is... Have you ever seen those crime shows where they're like, you know, they're bringing a homeless guy and be like, oh, did you kill that person? We found all this evidence. And they'll be like, no, some guy gave me 10 bucks just to throw a bottle down a hill. And then that ties back to the murder. I mean, I think this relates. I don't think anything I just said made any fucking sense. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm following you. Like this relates to what we came up with for rule number 19, which is that civilians are allowed to be aware of the assassin's presence uh, leading up to the murder as long as they don't witness the murder or the body disposal. Well, like let's say that I was digging a pit trap, but um, if I wanted to pay like a 10 year old boy to dig the hole for me 10 year old boy it's it only gets weird when you get specific about the age where, where are we where are we finding these 10 year olds to dig us holes don't worry about it anyway so if i asked the 10 year old to dig a hole that would not be allowed because if the police were like why did, uh, did you dig that hole? He'd be like, no, that man told me to do it. <laughs> and then the police would be like, well, there's our killer. So I guess that would be the reason why. I mean, just dig it yourself. <laughs> like, I'm lazy. Why? Billy can do it. Uh, rule 20. The victim is allowed to see the assassin during the attempt on their life as long as the assassin had the element of surprise initially over the target and is also within striking range of their victim. And we said... One to two meters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if I'm like two meters away, you haven't seen me and I go, surprise, Gary. Um, <laughs> and then you're like, ah, oh, I'm surprised. Like, that still counts. Yeah, yeah. That's what Gary would have said as well if you had jumped out to kill yeah. him. Ah, oh, I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, rule 21. No showdowns between players. This essentially means that two players who happen to be out simultaneously attempting to kill each other can't both jump out at the same time and be like, I got you, you're dead. Like, it just cancels each other out. There's no kill there. Yeah. Rule 22. All kills will be taken to all other players for a final verdict to be made with both sides of the assassination presented to the third party from the perspective of the assassin and the victim. So it's just like majority rules. Because yeah. there's only three of us playing. That's it. So yeah. it's two against one. Majority rules. Uh, rule 23. 
If you can't do it in real life, you can't do it in the game. Example, cutting the brakes of a car. Unless you know how to do that in real life, you couldn't do it in the game. Or planting explosives in somebody's house. If you couldn't do it in real life, you couldn't do it in a game. To me, this is one of the most important rules because this is where it stops it getting ridiculous. I mean, you can't be like, oh, I hijacked a plane and <laughs> flew it into your house. <laughs> like a certain <laughs> two towers I know. <laughs> Um, too soon <laughs> too, too soon. soon When will it not be too soon? That's my question Rule 24 You can't kill civilians or animals Meow. Rule 25 Assassins can't kill themselves <laughs> In the process of killing their victims So like like crashing a plane Into someone's house oh, <laughs> right. There goes that plan I think that's what really vetoed the <laughs> hijacking of the plane and crashing it. It wasn't, you know, you can't do it in real life. Yeah, because everyone know. knows I could hijack a plane in real life. I just wouldn't survive it. You're going to be on every airport watch list now. <laughs> After saying this, well, government probably has access to everything that's ever, oh. you know, been said on the internet. So, rule 26. Poisoning is disallowed. What? That's not legit. Rule 27, setting booby traps is disallowed as it isn't an orchestrated assassination. Oh, what about the pit traps? It isn't an orchestrated assassination so much as a defensive play. I think this is I agree why with there this. were no pit traps ever made. <laughs> and I agree with this as well. This really throws my whole pit traps thing in the <laughs> trash. No more 10-year-old boys, Nick. Oh. <laughs> 28, the last rule. Assassins can strike at any time and may break into each other's houses, cars, and any other areas within reason to carry out the murder. What was out of reason, though? I mean, I think we would say that an unofficial rule of the game is probably don't actually do anything illegal. Uh, I disagree. I disagree. Like, I would say you shouldn't do anything too illegal. That seems more accurate. Like, I'm not going to lie. I would have killed you at your grandmother's house. Yeah, that would have been a fair kill. Killed you and then stayed for tea. Right, exactly. And crumpets. Well done, Nick. Well done. Stay for crumpets is what my grandma would say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that gives an idea of the type of game we were playing here. So, okay. So, we made the rules at work while we were supposed to be working. And... We were like, the game starts at midnight. I think that's what we said. The game started at midnight that night. We, you know, I think for me personally, when we made all these rules and talked about this, I took it seriously and I was like, yeah, we'll play this. And I kind of was like, oh, maybe it'll go on for a week or so. But I didn't really take it that seriously. The next day... uh, We're about 12 hours in. Can we just go back to the night before though? This oh, is sure. when, yeah. Let's go back. Yeah. Let's go back to the night before. Because I knew Dante and Nick was hanging out the day after. So I just said to Dante, oh yeah, maybe I'll come as well, Dante, you know? It'll be sick. And then he told me like the time and the place. And I was like, where is Dante? Let's hang out. So um, in the morning, I decided to just go over to Nick's house because I didn't specifically say I was going to hang out with Nick, you know what I mean? <laughs> Those <That's> loopholes. <laughs> Loophole in Day rule one, one, he's finding loopholes, this guy. <laughs> I'm off to a good start. They told me they were hanging out at like eight or nine, I think. 
And I was out there at like seven. Early. Real early. There you go. So I'm just sneaking around Nick's house in the bushes with a butter knife. So I just stayed there for like a few hours and like he's just not leaving his house. So I decided to give Dante a call. And I'm like, I'm here already. Where are you guys? Um, I'm getting pretty bored. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like waiting outside his house. So much stealth. Because um, I was looking out my window every 15 minutes being like, no Gary. <laughs> my original plan was to leave a um, just a note in the windscreen. Nick would come out to his car, read the note on his windscreen, which will say like, I got you or something like that. And then I would come out from behind the bushes. But like that didn't go according to plan. <laughs> and um, Bold tactics. Well, Leaving like, a note. Not to warn him you were going to kill him. Leaving a note to say, I'm killing you. <laughs> right now, because I was there. You know, I was so, yeah. just behind the bushes. It's a smart plan because I'm a slow reader. Well, so I mean, I'd like, sit there just <laughs> be like, like spelling it out. Cursed dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, by the time you picked it up, I would have like sprung into action. It would have been cool. In Genius. my head, it was really cool. You know what I mean? I'm like some stealthy ninja looking. Anyway, Nick walked out. He just got straight into his car. Didn't even look at the note I left him. And then... um. Well, okay. So from my perspective, I was like, oh yeah, like this isn't a trap because I've been asked by Dante to hang out. I just didn't even think about the fact that you would be able to kill me still. He'd exposed a loophole. It's not, it's not a loophole. I just gather intel. Well, anyway, so I walk out to my car and I'm thinking, you know, I'm not an idiot. So I have a little bit of a look around, do a quick 180, look around, and I get in my car, and I'm about to leave. And then I realize right before I'm about to leave, I forgot a towel for the beach. So I get out of my car, and I leave the door to my car wide open. That's a rookie error from the outset. Well, I've already looked, I thought. <laughs> Stealthy Gary with you. Um, so that, I guess, was your window. Right, exactly. Um, I think I just climbed in through... Not climbed in, I just like opened the back seat because you left it unlocked like an idiot. <laughs> and um, Nick didn't even check the car again when he came back out. He just came straight out. Hopped into the driver's seat. Okay, well, like, I just checked the car. Oh, schoolboy. I, I, went, inside, I went inside just to grab a towel. I was maybe like a minute and a half. I got back in the car. It was your carelessness that got you killed. And um, my heart was beating so fast at the time. It's actually such a thrill. Such like, a thrill. Killing Go, someone. Going right? in for the kill. You're more scared. <laughs> I should have just been like butt naked. That would have been more crazy. But <laughs> I didn't have the time to strip. That's true. <laughs> oh, so I um, how thrilling that would have been. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. So he hopped back into the car, and I just like had my butter knife with me, and then I just went, "Got you, Nick. I got you. I got you." And I'm just going, "Ah." Oh. My heart is beating so fast. <laughs> you think your heart is beating? <laughs> hard. So I just get back in my car. I've already checked it before, but I left for fucking two minutes, get back in, and then I just get like 
stabbed in the neck with a butter knife <laughs> and then you're just yelling at me you know you're, you're right in my ear but for some reason you're yelling at me i got you you're dead you're dead motherfucker you're dead oh. and i'm just like ah! because like you got me you got me master of you know being inconspicuous gary <laughs> <laughs> i got you you're dead you're dead I finally did it! I finally did it after four hours! I mean, day one. <laughs> so, day dot. Day one, and uh, as per the rules, you kind of have to prove that you could get rid of the body. Thankfully for Gary, he killed me in my car. The car has started. <laughs> it's it's there on the street running <laughs> when Nick has been killed. Yeah. So, basically, you know, we just said that he would have thrown me in the boot, driven me out to the woods. Yeah, you had a shovel in your boot as well. Yep, for killing Gary. <laughs> I gotta say, by by this point in time, I get to the beach, I don't find Gary there, and probably like fifteen minutes later, I I get a text message uh, in our group text being like, "Yo, Nick is dead," <laughs> and I'm lying there on the sand going, "Shit, that happened fast." <laughs> I mean, like, in my head, I'm just going, this is going to be easy. <laughs> this is going to be over in two days. <laughs> Nick's going to be dead. Tomorrow, Dante day is going. You know what I mean? <laughs> if Nick was this careless, you know? But, like, uh, I think after that kill, everyone, like, kind of really switched on. Well, that's Nick. the thing. I don't think anyone really took the game that serious until I died. Because then it was like, shit. Right. Like, the game is foot you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean like everyone started locking the doors i just want to make it clear uh at my house i've always locked my doors bullshit you know i maybe started checking windows <laughs> a little more you know scrupulously but uh scrupulously i think it's a word yeah probably yeah that's why uh, i call him scrupulous dante scroopy d that's what they call me <laughs> Except when I was running around trying to kill you guys, it was Scroopy Doo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think um, I would have had more fun if I didn't kill Nick right away. And I had like. And you had options? And yeah, you could yeah. Gone well, I mean, like. I mean, well, from the outset, you were the front runner in the game. I feel like if I was living by myself, it would be a bit easier as well. Because, like, you don't know what... Easier? I mean, like, if you can make sure all, everything is locked, then you're pretty safe. But, like... After you've gone to bed, the risk of somebody else getting up and for whatever reason going out a door or a window. Heavens knows <laughs> why. You know, heavens knows why your no, brother's like... climbing out a window. But, you know... I, I mean, I like, if your brother, saying. like, opens up a window because it's getting a bit hot, you know? What if your mum's like, oh, let me just... Take a pee in the backyard. I don't know. <laughs> it's worth noting we were all living at home at the time that we were playing this as right. well. Right. Yeah, we were yeah. all living with our parents. And and siblings. And yeah. siblings. Respectively. That's true. We all had siblings right. living in the house at the time. Right. Um, just wrap what? it up? Yeah, wrap, wrap her up, son. Join us for the next episode where we talk about... Um, I don't know how we upped our defenses around the house, you know? Um, oh yeah, those doors, those windows, 
those spikes, those <laughs> the, those moats we started digging. Those uh, ten-year-olds out the front <laughs> digging pit, pit traps <laughs> for us to fall into. I think we'll just probably talk about uh, the next kill, probably as well. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, after this point, the game went from about twenty to a thousand in intensity. This is when we started losing sleep. This is when we started staking out. This is when we started making some seriously elaborate plans and attempts to kill each other. And we have the very first showdown, possibly the only showdown in the game. It was. I think it was the only showdown yeah. in the game. And it was a heated moment as well. Um, that's all coming up in the next episode. Catch us on the next episode. Yo, yo, dibbity doo Gary Lou out. Thanks for listening to the Suburban Assassins podcast. We'll be back soon enough. But in the meantime, if you're still keen for another feeling of killing, hit us up on Instagram at the Suburban Assassins or shoot us an email at suburbanassassins at gmail.com.